This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. here on this Friday evening, a little late happy hour with JJ John Jastrzemski. We're right here on the fan and fired up to welcome in one of the best analysts in all baseball, the four-time World Series champ. And I always feel like I'm learning something new when I hear this guy in the broadcast booth. He's going to be with Ryan Rucco, Meredith Morakovic, Yankees, Phillies on Sunday, spring training action, the great David Cohen. What's up, Coney? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Finally to get on with you again. It's been a long time. Coney ain't kidding, man. And I saw the bar set up the other day when you're doing the game. Uh, not too shabby, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's the only place I could find in the whole house that could work, you know, and try to stay out of everybody else's way. Well, you stand out of everybody's way. You're giving us great insight. We're all fired up for the season to get going. Coney, I got to start here. Masahiro Tanaka, who I know you had great appreciation for. I loved him, man. You know, he was a great big game pitcher. Always seemed to rise to the occasion. I'm bummed he's not back with this team in 2021. Were you surprised the Yankees didn't make more of an effort maybe to keep him, or do you get the sense he always, you know, wanted to go back to Japan? You know, that was a really a tough read for me. You know, look, looking at Masahiro, I know he loved being a Yankee. I know he wanted to come back and play for the Yankees again. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what was out there for him, well, you know, what, what the offers were. And it, maybe he just felt more comfortable, you know, going back to Japan right now and, you know, the timing of everything, what's going on in the world might, might have had something to do with it. I'm, I'm not sure. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see him find his way back to the States and even back to the Yankees in a couple of years or maybe towards the end of his career to come back for, for one more spot. Okay, Conan, we know they got their ace. That's obvious. Garrett Cole, every fifth day, you know what you're going to get. The rest of this rotation, though, is intriguing. Corey Kluber's got high upside. Jamison Tyon has high upside. I loved what I saw from Davey Garcia last year. And I guess what I'm trying to figure out in spring training is who's got the chance to be that 1A potentially behind Garrett Cole? Coney, as you're like going through the Yankees staff, is there one pitcher that you have circled that you have pinpointed that maybe could be that guy? Well, yeah, I think the, the guy that I still look at differently uh, because of his injury is really core is, is, is Kluber. 
you know, I, I think, you know, his, his injury was really below the lat muscle. It wasn't part of the rotator cuff muscles. It wasn't your traditional rotator cuff muscle issue for him. So it just takes longer for those type of injuries to heal. But once they heal, you usually come back full strength. You know, that's the track record with the type of injuries that, in pitchers that Corey Kluber had. So I really look to him to be strong and come back this year. I think he's got a, a, a better shot than any of the other injured pitchers that are coming back right now to, to kind of slide in there and be number two and be ready to go. I, you know, uh, Jamison Tyon, I think you have to be a little careful with him. He's, he was impressive so far, but, you, have, you know, his second Tommy John surgery, you, know, you don't want to push him too much too too soon. So, you know, I'd be a little more careful with him. But Kluber's the guy for me. Kluber's the guy that looks like – He's strong again. He's got something to prove, and uh, he's got something left, that's for sure. And he knows what he's doing when he's out there. You know, Coney, we spend a lot of time, and I get fired up about it. The audience gets fired up, you know, talking about what, like, the opening week rotation is going to look like for the Yankees. It's fun. It's, you know, early March. We're looking for something to do. But in reality, I mean, you think about it, all these guys with the injuries, now that we're back to playing a full season, so many different elements – you almost got a no going into a year. You need seven, you need eight, you need nine starting pitchers. Um, does it amaze you thinking about when you played back with the Mets, then evolving throughout your career, and, and now seeing baseball now, how that dynamic within a pitching staff has just like totally, totally changed? It really has changed. I mean, you really, you had to earn your way into a starting rotation back in the 80s. You know, I remember when I first got traded to the Mets in 1987, uh, you know, it took me a while. And then even into 1988, my second year with the Mets, I started out in the bullpen. And you, you, I just had to wait for a chance. You know, my chance came when Rick Aguilera had uh, Tommy John surgery, had one of the first ones, you know, or at least we had one of the early ones back in the 80s. And, and that was my spot. I had to wait a year and a half, really, almost to get a, you know, a chance to be a starter. And nowadays, you, you're right, you need – well, you need double time. You need you need five extra starters. So, you know, when I watch spring training, I'm already past the Davy Garcias and the Kings and the guys that are in the you know in the mix for the fifth starter right now. I'm into the next five. You know, is it, is it Medina? You know, I'm looking at the arms. Is it Abreu? I'm already looking at those arms because I think you're going to see those type of arms this year, and it could make a huge difference for the Yankees. And they do have a lot of those type of you know real high upside power young arms that, that are getting close they just need a little more time but they you know you may see them this year at some point in the second half we got the great david coney joins us here on the fan and coney obviously one of the very tricky elements that aaron boone and the yankees got to deal with this year and we're glad that aaron is obviously doing much better after his procedure a couple of days ago is this whole situation involving domingo herman coney you've been in a whole lot of clubhouses um, you've seen it all. Do you anticipate, and you heard Zach Britton and you heard Luke Voigt, they had some choice words. You know, they didn't sugarcoat in any way when they were talking with the media. Is that something that you think guys will handle, you know, behind closed doors? Do you think that'll be a process that kind of plays out throughout the year where Domingo Herman has got to, like, earn back teammates' trust? Like, do you think that could be a, a potential landmine for the Yankees and Aaron Boone to deal with this year, or not so much? Well, it, it's yeah, it's a great point, and I think that you know, obviously, the red flag is up for obvious reasons, um, and rightly so. And, and how he handles himself, you know, really, really needs to be addressed. And you know, is he showing remorse? 
is he showing the you know that he understands what happened and and why and you know is is he doing the right things and you know is he going about his life the right way so you know these are all legitimate questions he's going to be watched very closely and he's going to be monitored both on and off the field and you know we'll see how that goes uh, it, it is a tricky situation without a doubt and uh, you know he does need to show that that he, you know that he does have that remorse and he does understand the gravity of the situation Coney, I heard you talking about this the other day, and it was music to my ears when I see Gary Sanchez take one and, and put it over the batter's eye. And you basically were like, you don't give up on talent like that. And he's frustrated Yankee fans, Coney. Listen, I've had his back. I, I feel like I'm one of the leaders of like the Gary Sanchez Apologist Club because I know he's capable of hitting 30-plus homers. He's got a good arm behind the plate. But then he has these years, like last year in 2018, where, you know, it's not borderline acceptable being a major league starter. What do you think is going to be the biggest key for Sanchez to be the guy that he was in 2019, to be the guy that he was in 2017? Is it using all fields? Is it letting your hitting do the talking? When do you think, Coney, will know, like watching the Yankees day in and day out, if they have it figured out with Gary Sanchez? Yeah, it's, it's important for him to get off to a good start. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, especially, uh, you know, as uh, as the season unfolds and we're all hopeful that there'll be fans in the stands and, you know, they, that we will get to a place where safely, you know, that people are vaccinated or what needs to be done will, you know, will come together. So that's even more important because the fan reaction is going to be re- really focused on Gary Sanchez, you know, whether that's fair or not is, we could do a whole show on that, you know, I mean, as far as that goes. So, yes, you don't have to be an apologist for Gary Sanchez. Yeah, he's a big boy. He can handle it. But when you look around, you know, before you want to start getting rid of players that, that have the talent and, and that are still very, fairly young like Sanchez, you better say, you, you know, who's going to take their place, you know, and what kind of talent is there uh, across the board for catchers. And there's not a lot of great catchers. There really isn't a lot of high ceiling catchers out there that can do what Gary Sanchez can do when he's healthy and when he's right. So that's why you don't give up on that talent. And yeah, but with that being said, yeah, he need, he needs to step up this year. It's a very important year for him. And, and the, and the leash will be short. It's certainly on the fan base. You know, uh, we've seen that in the past. They could get tough on him. Personal catchers, Coney. We saw it last year, Garrett Cole and Higgy, they had that connection. It was brilliant. From like September on, Garrett Cole was just locked in. Maybe that was Garrett Cole, you know, evolving throughout the short year. But that relationship, man, that's that's tough to break up. You throughout your career, were you a guy that pushed for a certain catcher and moving forward? Do you think that's like a good thing or is that something that could be a detriment to a team? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, we saw it with A.J. Burnett. And Jose Molina, and it got the most out of AJ Burnett in 2009. What's your take on the idea of a personal catcher for Cole? Well, you know, I, I don't know if it even has to be called the personal catcher. You know, if if you're the back, if I've seen this throughout, you know, uh, throughout the last couple of decades, if you're going to be a backup catcher on a team, it's a good thing if you work well with the ace of that staff. That, that's probably why you're going to be the backup. You know, it, it's one of your prerequisites to have for your job. So the fact that Nagashioka and Garrett Cole work well together is perfect. It's exactly what you want in your backup catcher. Now, that doesn't have to mean that it becomes that personal catcher thing where every single time, including postseason, that it has to be that way. 
But nonetheless, you know, I mean, when you're looking to give Gary Sanchez a break, hey, your backup catcher works well with your ace. So, that, you know, that's a good spot for him to be in. You know, I, I see it all as a plus. Those things tend to work themselves out, you know, over the course of, of, of a long year. And if you do get into the postseason and Garrett Cole is, you know, really has that sort of thing going with a guy Yoke at that point, you know, you'll make that decision at that point. Uh, was that some cone that you think, you know, Garrett is going to push for? Like when you were going through your career, were you pushing for a certain catcher? Would you like lobby to the manager? Hey, I want so-and-so behind the plate. Or is that more of like an organic give or take? It's a little bit of both, you know, to tell you the truth, because, you know, it's, you have to understand as a starting pitcher that, that offense matters too. Uh, you know, it's, a lot of times those starting pitchers that love their personal catchers, uh, they're the first one that they, they, to be on the top dugout step when that when that catcher hits a home run, the catcher that wasn't so great defensively maybe or wasn't your personal catcher. So you, you can see some front runners going on in those sorts of situations as well. So it's an equal balance. You need the offense from Sanchez. Uh, Gary Cole understands that. Gary Cole very hard to work with Gary Sanchez. So. You know, yeah, it's a good thing that Higashioka is there, but yeah, I see Cole as being able to work with either one. And from the start, I imagine he probably will work with Sanchez a few times, at least out of the gate. The great David Cohn, he joins us here on the fan. All right, Coney, final one. This is a Yankee team that's been knocking at the door last couple of years. They've been super close, but they've fallen short in the playoffs year after year after year. So that pressure's mounting. It's mounting on Cashman. It's mounting on Aaron Boone. It's mounting on the entire team. If there's one X factor that you'd be looking at over the course of the regular season and into the postseason, something that needs to happen if this Yankee team is going to get back to the Fall Classic and win a World Series, what would you identify? No, for me, last year, what last year proved to me was, you know, good old-fashioned starting pitching matters. So, yeah, you need somebody that saddles up next to Garrett Cole. And if you've got two number ones, in your starting rotation, not just, you know, a number two or a number three guy. You start getting into labels. Well, he's more of a four or a five guy in the back of the rotation. You need two number ones. And if that's Corey, if that's Kluber, then that's, you know, that, that saddles up right next to, you know, uh, Garrett Cole. And then all of a sudden, you know, in the second half of the year, you got Luis Severino coming back. Healthy again, throwing bullets. You got something to work with there. You know, three potential aces is the difference in postseason is is you can take advantage of that uh you know we we saw it with the braves we saw it with the yankees back in the 90s uh you know a lot of the great teams had had a couple of different number one starters and it makes a big difference in postseason david Cohn, thank you so much for the time and coney i gotta know how are we hitting the golf ball these days Oh, struggling. I'm oh, lefty. nonsense. I don't buy that for a minute, by the way. I don't buy that for a minute coming out of you. Nonsense. All over the place, yes. Wild. Well, hope, hopefully that the birdies are coming your way, and I know I'm going to be seeing you July the 19th. I can't wait for that. I know last year COVID got in the way. Hopefully, God willing, we'll see you there. It was a great event two years ago, Coney, you and Ed Lucas. So hopefully you'll see me shanking balls over the place. My putting, by the way, though, was on point. I was carrying our group, Coney. In the putting department. That's it, though. Nice. Nice. Got yeah, to do something productive, it. you know? Somebody's got to do I it. I hear you. No, I always see you there. It's, it's, you know, it's much appreciated that you were there and that you're there again. I appreciate the plug. Coney, you're the best, man. Thank you so much for the time. Have a great season, all right?
Okay. Talk to you soon. Take care. There you have it. That's David Cohen, the outstanding analyst for yes, the four-time World Series champion. A 1A next to Garrett Cole. Yeah. Big X factor indeed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.